Hey there, I'm Paul Lighting. You're listening to Ello Governor, the podcast. Podcast. I'm Abdullah. With me, as always, is Tom. How you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm. Not, I wasn't a big fan of this episode, to be quite honest. I thought it was boring. Oh. I thought it was kind of a waste of time, to be quite honest. So, what are you saying? This is a filler episode to you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can see that. But uh, I think this episode was just here to just, just for character development. To be honest, it's a very meh episode. I would say it, it does have some good moments, though. I've got to say, like the setup was good, but like I know what they were trying to do. It was a Doctor Light episode, and Doctor yeah. Light episodes for the Doctor Light episodes for those who don't know are usually the episode where the Doctor gets written off and um the compa- the companion would um be the main character for one yeah. episode. I think there's only in my opinion, there's only really been two good episodes of it. Of Doctor Light. because yeah. yeah, it's a... the problem with I had with it was the problem, it's it's pretty basic. It's just the, because again, Capaldi was just too good as the Doctor, and seeing him get like written off and um, get like a small time role is just kind of heartbreaking, to be yeah. quite honest. It was you could tell that they filmed all his stuff in like like the BBC, um, oh, what was it the BBC Wales um, studios um, here in the UK, probably for just just for two days in in the actual like room, you know. Yeah, because it's mostly it's just him in this on the set. Yeah, you know, that's the majority of it, and I thought that was an interesting concept with him getting trapped in the TARDIS and him can't he can't get out and all that shit. But I don't know. It just the whole episode just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I I thought the um, creatures, the boneless, were quite interesting concepts. They were good, but the fucking the part where the hand comes out and grabs that guy—that was the worst fucking CGI I've seen in like a while now. You know the um, CGI minds, but a little the, the way they were moving towards the end when they were in like zombie-like form. It what did it remind you of? It reminds me a tiny bit like Ray Harryhausen's animation, that sort of thing. You know, it had a mixture of that feel in it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I kind of I would see that, but at the end of the thing, it's just it just goes to 
they had an interesting concept, but then at the end, it's like, oh, zombies, there you go. Yeah, I thought, again, I thought it was an interesting episode because it did develop the characters between Doctor and the Clara, and it was interesting to see the Doctor looking on to how he reacts in those situations, even Clara making a joke about it, saying, oh, I'm the Doctor, he said, oh, well, your doctor where No, I just go around with that title because uh, make me sound pompous and important. And I thought, okay, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. There were there were some. No, I mean I, there were some funny jokes. I mean I did like the idea of okay, you can't see them. They're in the walls, and he comes out with this giant sledgehammer. That was I think was hilarious. Yeah, so start smashing the walls. And <laughs> yeah. um, I I thought the secondary character, oh, what's his name, risk. I think it's called um, what's his name? That's going to be Risky. Risky. I thought Risky was quite an interesting character. It was an interesting concept, but they never really explored it that much. It was just like, oh, here's your monster. There you go. It just becomes a typical. We have to get away from the monster of the day type bullshit at yeah. the end. I did. I did find the Adam family reference funny. <laughs> that was a that was a fucking stupid scene, but. Yeah. Actually, kind of sad when that's the only highlight I could think of the episode. To be quite honest, that was the only highlighted scene I really liked because it was a, it was an interesting way for him to escape, and you know, it was it didn't look like shit. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I just thought it was, um, I just thought it was an interesting episode. It did had some good moments, and I thought the character better between the Doctor and Clive quite well, and. Um, I, again, I will admit this full down is that is pretty much a filler episode, and I think the only plot important part of it is probably not until the very, very end with the last scene with that misty woman watching Kara and basically saying that she hasn't been watching the Doctor, but she has been watching Kara instead. So that's interesting. You know what bothered me about that scene? What? The blatant product placement. Well, no, with the iPad. You do, you do realize that BBC is not allowed to product place because it's a um, it's it's a organization that not allowed to show every advertising whatsoever. Yeah, but the iPad scene. Yeah, no, but of, you don't see any, uh, like, just, but you don't see any logos. Yeah, I know, but it's just like yeah, but I know, but it's a universal thing. If you're going to see that, uh-huh. you're going to know that it, that's an iPad. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, again, it's it's again, it's like to, to clarify that it's. BBC are a a government funded organisation. It basically that's where most of the TV license here in the UK goes towards the BBC. That's the reason why we don't have um, advertising on the BBC unless it's in house advertising for their own programmes. Huh. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, well, I just it it. I don't know. The episode was just boring. I, I didn't like get interested. Like you said, until the end, like that's when it got interesting to me. But you know, the beginning and the middle part were just boring. I really didn't care. Okay, I I, I, re- I think the, to me the worst scene was when they're trapped in the house and Danny calls up, and I'm like, oh my god, you're seriously doing this? Yeah. Like you're seriously doing the is everything all right scene? No, 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 it's everything is all right, but it isn't. And I'm like, ugh, I've seen this so many times. It's just mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah, I thought 
Yeah, I just I I enjoyed it for for what it, for what it was, but I will admit it definitely was a filler episode by no no strings in the imagination. So, um, what would you give this then? Uh, three stars. I give it three point five, so it's average. Yeah, it's better than the opening. I would say. I think the opening. I think is it's, still it's, my, it's, um, my least favorite out of all deep, of them so far. Deep Breath is definitely my not my favorite. Um, that's probably the worst episode I've seen of Doctor Who in a long time. And also, this that's that's definitely has been the worst episode of this series so far. Deep Breath for me. Because we were like, I mean, I, I kind of listened back to the episode when we reviewed it, and we were kind of being too nice on it, and I was kind of angry at myself for being too nice on it, but now I look back on it, and I'm like, no, this was a terrible episode. Yeah, well, This it, really was a terrible episode. Well, Deep Breath did have some interesting concepts, but it just, like, it really was confusing. Didn't know what it wanted to be. It was all over the place, and just didn't have a coherent story to start to finish. Uh, that was... And like I said, and like I said, and I, I still stand by this, there is no reason for that to to have been like uh, an hour and 15 minutes long. That was just a terrible, terrible decision on, on uh, the BBC's part. It should have just been a normal 46-minute ep- uh, episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much our Doctor Who thing. I mean, the episode usually we would ramble on a little bit more, but like you know, filler episode. Yeah. Not gonna, not gonna bother with it. Yeah, there's like the, this episode was mainly primary just here to create character de- development for the Doctor and his companions and the ongoing characters within the episode because the. Uh... Yeah, I mean it was a it was a filler episode really didn't move the plot forward until the very end oh yeah so, so yeah um hmm. i really have nothing else to say about it yeah i'm trying to think of another topic to move on to because because i cause it's an impromptu podcast yeah. so. have you um <laughs> oh um have you seen that meme that gone around recently for, for anime uh, the 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 anime characters are pregnant. Yeah. Meme. Have, oh God! Have you seen? Funny enough, we're actually going to be speaking this on the anime podcast. But um, there's one image that made me laugh completely. It's basically all the girls that Ash catch up being with through the whole time course <laughs> of the show run, and all of them just got got the little preg scene thing, and then Ash at the bottom, and then underneath it said, "This explains so much." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Made me laugh. Now that was a weird meme. I think that came out of nowhere. I think that and the skeleton war one was just the weirdest shit I've seen this week. Because it's just like okay. <laughs> well, the title card for the anime podcast literally because um, we're talking about the Bayonetta um, anime that came out. Um, and one side is going to be Bayonetta holding that thing up, and then I can't remember what was on the left hand side, but Bayonetta's definitely holding it, looking shock. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny to do that. It's kind of a weird meme, but whatever. I think it's yeah. It's just it's just bizarre. I think like it because it just goes to show you how like bizarre some of this shit is on the internet these days. Yeah. Oh, um, speaking of bizarre shit, Marvel's um, carry on releasing more um, pictures of more images of of um, past event stuff coming in some in 2015. Have you seen the most recent one? Oh, the Civil War one? No, no, there's been more. 
What? There's Werewolf Hulk. There's um, Infinity Gems. There's Old Man Logan. Um, oh <laughs> well, and I... Oh, yeah, Iron Walls. That's another one. But, yeah... It, it's like they're revisiting all their old past storylines, so I'm guessing what's going to be happening is um, they're going to be retellings of their past stories to celebrate them their 75-year anniversary. Can't wait for the One More Day one. That would be good. <laughs> oh, yeah, they've done One More Days. Yeah, that was it. Because <laughs> Lord knows if ever there was a story that needed a fucking retcon. Yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. Because they were building up to, new, to a new Secret Wars, and they showed the big poster of the current Marvel cast versus the old old school cast, and I'm like, okay, this kind of looks interesting. I think that's how how they're going to play it off, to be honest. I, I think that's why they're doing all these little events building up to it, because of all these events are going to lead into, um, with all these characters being in one big group, you know? Because the only... Um, with, it's because there's going to be three groups of superheroes. They've got the modern age stuff, the past age, and then the, the, the Bronze Age char- characters with them as well. So possibly they're doing all these events because some of these characters might be from these events. So just get your idea who they are, maybe. They're retellings of those events with these characters. Well, they are doing like what they're doing with Spider-Man right now, which is like having Edge of Spider-Verse, like one-shots of each Spider-Man. I am liking that. <laughs> Also, I love the fact there's a British Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> He's yeah. pretty badass, I've got to admit. But, yeah, on the poster I, think, I saw, um, and, really and, cool they were, and they were And they were weird. Like the, I, I like that idea because it, it gives art, writers to experiment and go crazy with um, the mythos, which is yeah. something I think is lacking heavily in this day and age in comics. I think the thing that made me laugh the most is the meme I just saw with the Spider-Verse thing is that uh, you saw the 60s Spider-Man running alongside with the 90s Spider-Man and it's Patrick <laughs> Spongebob from the Exo Texas and he's the uh-huh. 60s Spider-Man so run for it and he's the 90s Spider-Man freaking out when he sees the massive explosion in the background <laughs> that, that, that made me laugh that, that was a funny meme I saw of it but yeah on the main poster I saw um, it's the cover of the 13th issue um he had you got Spider Man like on the far right side, and he's like got him ripped up clothing and stuff like that. And it all and behind him, right next to him, you see like Miles Moranis, um, Scarlet Spider, Spider, um, Ben Riley. You see Miles. You see um, Gwen, Gwen Stacy, Spider Man, Superior Spider Man. You see, even see a Punk Spider Man, Spider, and even Spider Ham. And Spider Girl, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Spider Girl's the other one. I think, I think, I think one of them that made me laugh was the amazing bag on head guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He apparently he killed. Um, oh, what's his name? Morbius. Is it Morbius? I can't pronounce his name. Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. He. Um, he's apparently he's killed off the Spider Man that joined the Fantastic Four in the What If comic. I <laughs> uh, know he's killed him off. So that's the first ever What If Spider Man ever killed. Um. He killed the 60s one. Oh, yeah, he's killed the ultimate Spider-Man. Which one? You you know the one in the universe we went to when it's all, like, um, animal hybrid characters taking over the whole world? The TV show one. Oh, It came okay. out in the late 90s, early noughties. Oh, on Unlimited? Is that it? Yeah, Unlimited. Yeah, that's it, yeah. 
You remember there was that uh, rap woman that had fancy Peter Parker? God, that was that was a fucking weird show. Yeah, he, he basically killed everyone in that universe in Spider Man. <laughs> oh, good. Fucking hated that show. <laughs> um. So yeah, they're all gone. Um. Also, another news as well. Marvel related again. Um. You know, um, Agent Shield is back on at the moment. They re- Marvel's released the first image of um. You know the whole room that Mockingbird was going to be in it, right? Yeah, yeah. They released the first image of Mockingbird. I have not seen it. Um, I'm going to quickly send it to you now. I think it looks reasonably good. I think this is just her working as the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent angle, and then eventually she is going to get the mask to become a, a vigilante hero. No, I mean, she looks good. Yeah. That's that's pretty much... Um... That's pretty much what she would look like, except for the mask. Yeah, I think she's going to get the mask um, later on. That's the thing. Because Hawkeye, well, Hawkeye doesn't have the mask, but, you know, I'm not too fussed about it. With some of the characters have masks, or they have masks within the movie universe, because pretty much most of the characters in the movie universe identities are known to the public. Well, it's, and again, it's Hollywood. They they have this stupid fucking rule of, if you're going to cast someone big, you're going to have to, like, not have him wear the mask all that much. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's, that's the reason why when they did... Um, what was it? Um, Spawn, and I, I know this is a bad example, but he hardly ever wears the black hockey, uh, the black Spawn mask in the whole entire film. I know he's wearing the makeup, but even with the makeup, they made it so so much, made it so detailed. You still recognize who the actor was through the makeup. Same thing. Same, same thing. I have with like the problem with the Captain America movies, where it's like you can you can have him wear the mask, but only in battle scenes. Yeah, this well, week, fuck off then. <laughs> I like um, I like how they did it in Captain America: Winter Soldier. I liked how they did it there. Yeah, but not in the first one, where it's like, oh, you know, we're gonna show him being Steve Rogers for forty something odd minutes, and then you get Captain America in the mask, like two hours into the damn thing. Yeah, true, very true. Um, fuck that movie. <laughs> I can imagine you're not a big fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm sorry, I, wa- I recently rewatched Winter Soldier, and I'm like, why didn't you just make this the first one? Winter Soldier's really good. I think that's one. <laughs> yeah, of the it's like, why? <laughs> that's, that's one of the best. Um, that's one of the best movies in a long time. Like, I'm not saying the previous one's any bad, but this is solidly, I can say, this is a damn good movie. It's probably my favorite one so far because it just did something new. It's my favorite one in the Phase Two lineup they've done so far with the Marvel films. I, I know think it's better. Uh, it's better than Avengers. I will say that right now. Fair enough. I because uh, a lot of people keep saying to me, "Oh, what's your favorite film in Phase Two? And a lot, I know a lot of people keep saying it's Guardians, Guardians, Guardians. And I went, I will say, yeah, Guardians is good, but I think Winter Soldier is a hell of a lot better. Because like I said, I mean, looking back at Guardians, I, I thought it was okay because I think the character development, uh, the character interaction was really good and the story was really good. But again, the villain was lame. Yeah. You kind of didn't feel like it was connected to the main universe. And I'm kind of sad about that because I really did enjoy the characters a lot and yeah. I want to see more of them. But it just, I want to, I want them to make me feel like they're part of this universe and the and Guardians I think the biggest flaw with that it just it didn't make me feel like these characters were part of that bigger universe I think it does loose, it loosely does it 
but in the sense that it was just there to expand the universe so you know there's more stuff out there, you know? Like, I know, I know. That's the reason why it was there, to be honest. And it did a good job, let's be honest, because both you and me thought this film was going to fucking flop. Yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> why, did, why did that come back to bite me in the ass? <laughs> yeah, because you were like, no, it's going to flop. And with me, I, I was on the fence. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, should I? Should I not? And you know, and you know, it's the first movie, and I think the only movie that made me come go out, come out of it, and say, "God damn it, Batista! Why did you have to be so good in this?" Oh, speaking why? of why? Speaking of Batista, uh, one muscle bound um, man is apparently rumored to be the new Bond villain. Oh yeah, I heard those yeah. rumors. Batista might be the next Bond villain. Well, henchman is the best way to put it. Bond henchman. I'd love to see that. I, I would in- actually see that if they do that i would because have you heard the rumors that going around they're saying that because um people don't know if he's going to be a new bomb henchman altogether or if he's going to be playing as someone originally from the classic era i think if he is going to be in it just make him his own villain yeah i would like to see him be be like a big henchman who beats up bond and and you know yeah because we haven't had that in the um, since Daniel um, Daniel Craig has come on um, as Bond yet. We haven't had like that big hulking villain that went like dukes it out with Bond fist fist to fist sort of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, but again, no. I mean, I'm happy for Dave. I think his career is um, flying off, and um, he's uh, way above doing WWE crap. I'll tell you that right now. Oh yeah, definitely. I thought. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought the um, last Bond villain was really good. The Silver, I think his name was. I don't remember his name. I haven't seen Skyfall in like two years yeah. now. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. I think it's called Silver. I think that was his name. He was the... Um... Yeah, the Silver, the, yeah, that's, that's his name. He was the um, he was the ex-MI6 um, operative that turned um, cyber-terrorism sort of thing. It was pretty good, I've got to say. I, I like Skyfall. I think that's one of my favorites. Yeah. So far, that's my favorite uh, Daniel Craig movie out of all of them. It, it made me laugh a little bit because um, I was speaking to my uh, mate about this, and we we just we said this to him. We went, oh, um, what's your favorite Bond film? And he went, oh, my favorite Bond film is Dr. No. And we just jokingly said, so what, what's what you're saying? Every single Bond film after that just went down in your eyes. He never, <laughs> never got better ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that what we said to him and he, went, he was like yeah pretty much <laughs> oh. well I, I think he was only joking around when he said that but my god <laughs> you just imagine the fall that you just see the first bomb but all the rest of it like, no don't like him <laughs> <sighs> especially like I think it didn't like become the classic bond the formula the formula didn't get perfected into like um, Goldfinger yeah, that's when it got perfected. Yeah, Goldfino was really, really good. That was. That was yeah, Gold, Gold, Goldfinger like created the entire super spy gadgets and the main villain being crazy and and all that shit and. Yeah. And you had Odd Job in that as well. Yeah. Oh, Odd Job was a badass. <laughs> yeah. Bowl hat and then throws it. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Bond villains, I'm, I I hate. I'm kind of kicking myself for not mentioning this before. I know this is old news, but um, I found out that the actor who played Jaws passed away, and that kind of uh, bummed me out. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he was he was awesome and very nice gentleman. Um, you know, I I I like Jaws. He's probably like my favorite villain henchman, and I. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see, like, I've heard rumors that it's like, oh, if Dave's going to come in, he's probably going to play Jaws. I'm like, no, make Dave his own villain. I don't want him to play a, an existing, an already existing character. Yeah, make him his own one, because that's all the one thing that the um, quote-unquote new reboot of um, of um, the Bond stuff, they've basically been doing new Bond villains. That was the whole thing, and it's been going really well. <clears throat> yeah. I think the other, um, have you heard the other weird news that's been going on with, um, I, I, I know this is a bit of a shocker, but um, <laughs> within WWE, there was rumours going around um, that um, anyone who was on Total Diva cannot be Diva's champion. Oh. No, no, but apparently Steffi came out recently and she was being interviewed by Yahoo Sports and she bluntly just said, that's not true, I have no idea where that crazy rumour started from. <laughs> you can't be Divas champion because again, their your title doesn't mean shit. <laughs> well, the, the the thing the thing that makes me laugh about this is like it's something that could be true in the WWE because it sounds like something Vince McMahon would say. <laughs> it's like you cannot be Divas champion. Why not? You're on Total Divas, you bitch. <laughs> I mean, hell, wasn't it like Rosa who got in trouble with with uh, creative and they were going to fire her until like the, the Total Divas people came in and they're like, we like her. We want to give her a role. And they're like, fine. Yeah, yeah pretty much. They came in and they said, we like her. She she, look, she would look good on the show. Yeah, she she was close. She was like on that slipping card of being gone because she was in rehab for about a, about a year and a half. And uh, WD was just like, no, we're going to let her again. Then they brought her back in and Apparently, she's been doing well now ever since they gave her the Total Diva gig. Like, apparently, she's been behaving. That, that, that's what's been going around. She's still being flirtatious as ever. And even on the show, she is. Like, I can imagine Stephanie, like, having a talk with her before they started filming and saying, listen, if you fuck this up, you're done. Yeah. You are done. <laughs> yeah. If you hear, if you hear from either from a McMahon or Paul Helmsley, yeah. You don't you don't go past their word. You debate you, know, you just go you just nod your head and just, just say say, please pick me, please pick me. <laughs> yeah. But um but yeah, um apparently because they for next season they add in two new um people to the cast. Who are they adding? Um Paige and Alicia Fox. Oh god, Alicia Fox. I'm surprised she wasn't on the show yeah, already. She's fucking terrible and well, she kinda deserves to be on there. Well apparently when they showed Paige on the show, apparently a lot of people were like well, like people react to her quite well. Basically they said, Oh, we like her, we like to see her more on the show and then Alicia Fox when she was on it, people said, Oh, we like her and then like, Okay, let's get them onto the show. But apparently the one person they have said that would never be on it because <laughs> because of obvious reasons. <laughs> her name is called AJ and she's married to someone can you know can you tell me who it is CEM Punk CEM Punk exactly <laughs> apparently AJ Lee will not be on it because um, her husband is CEM Punk <laughs> that's what he told um, the Total D- Divas um, e-network they told him you could not have her on show and they said why not her, and they, just, they just said CEM Punk and they went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Sorry. Because even because even like her pay, her even like her um work schedule has like I've seen like it's been cut down a little bit. Like Whoa. she's not working a lot, you know, as much as she used to. Yeah, because apparently she was um, spotted with CM Punk at a um, what was it like a Chicago hockey game, and um, apparently uh, one of the fans basically tried to talk to him, and apparently CM Punk. It's been reported multiple times that CM Punk is not very good with his fans at all. He is. Oh, what he, a he, big shot! He is a. He's a <laughs> apparently, the guy like. Um, uh, of course, like every single WWE fan does, bitch and moans on the internet about it, and was asking a question. But apparently, he got picked up by a bunch of news report poor people who report on this stuff, saying because this is the first time this something major, some someone said something against CM Punk on it. So, you know, I don't know. It's, well, I can, it's 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 I can see it both ways. I mean, I can like I mean. You know, fuck Brooks. I think Brooks is a terrible fucking human being who, like, I'm I'm sorry that that whole thing of him like trying to sue WWE 2K15 to because they used his likeness in the game was just total horseshit. Well, because like I said, he doesn't own the fucking character well, or the trademark. <laughs> no, the, the thing is that what people don't realize is that um, when it comes to that um, contract, um, um, it's the thing that comes to it is that um when you sign one of those contracts your likeness and look and name is permanent that's that's the thing with that game it's that once you sign that contract it's permanent that's the reason yeah. why they got all the like the likeness to um what was it there was a there was a big commotion about it when they put rvd and mickey james into the game just before release and they were obviously being in tna for quite a while um, that was one one thing that happened. I think the same was with Kurt Angle. That happened with Kurt Angle when they put him in the game one time. And there was someone else as well. It's like a couple of the legends as well. A few of the legends like, well, why am I in the game? Well, you signed the contract. Yeah, and I think another one was a DLC for Randy Savage. Like, that, that was a pain in the ass for them to get because of um, all the backstage bullshit that was going on at the time. And, you know, it came out after his death unfortunately, and it kind of was, you know, kind of looked like in bad taste. <laughs> well, well, the thing was with Eddie Guerrero was that the game came out like, what was it, like a few days before his death, and I remember the game storyline <laughs> with it and the story mode in that, because what happened was within the story is that he stole the Undertaker's urn, and the last time you see Eddie in the whole entire game, when the Undertaker tombstone was like choke slams, like choke slam throws him into the coffin. He just falls into the ground, being buried alive. And I just thought, oh wow. <laughs> when I saw that, I thought, oh, okay, um, this is kind. This is ironic, ironic, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the dead the Chavo finds him dead in his, uh, his hotel room, and Vince calls him, and he's like, bury him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, the, I remember that happened when um, what was it when the Miz, um, Chris Jericho, and uh, was it Wade Barrett were out in the ring, and uh, apparently um, the the Titantron that was was in the in the ring completely blew up or something like that. It just stopped working, <laughs> and apparently the rumor was apparently uh, they told Michael everyone was on commentary. Vince apparently was shouting out and saying, "Bury, bury him, bury him, bury the whole segment." <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
could just imagine Vince on the other end, like, just screwing with his, his head off and his veins coming out of his forehead, like, bury it, bury the bastard. <laughs> no, I think my, my another recent favorite of Vince story that came up was uh, Chris Jericho's new book came out, and he said, like, um, one time him and Kofi were on a plane, and um, Vince made a smart-ass remark towards Kofi, and he got pissed off, and he left, and then Chris was like, don't you don't have to take that shit from him, you know. You can, you know, fight him if you want. And then Kofi went back to Vince yeah. and he and he challenged him to a fight and they were fighting. Oh, they actually yeah, like they legit- Yeah, they got to fight. Yeah. <laughs> apparently Vince put some um, amateur uh, wrestling moves on him. Apparently it was a physical confrontation. <laughs> and apparently rumor was at the end of it he he, he went, "Oh, okay, fair enough." <laughs> Because yeah. Vince's comment was horrible. He was like, well, one day maybe you'll get yeah. over. Wow. Apparently, Joko did note that the pair ended up laughing off the um, incident with, with one another um, quite quickly. <laughs> this could be the reason for Kofi's push delayed so quickly. <laughs> well, that and Evan Bourne. Yeah. That, that guy is like the reason his push just died. <laughs> well, we did get a push with Randy Orton, but that whole thing went nowhere. <sighs> but yeah, yeah, the, the best one I heard it was the one from Bret Hart have you heard about the Bret Hart one which one it's the one with him at the bar with the Legion of Doom oh god I remember this this one's good this one is brilliant it's like apparently the couple of the wrestlers here this like the early 90s I think Owen just joined the company he was just been on like a few he be, he's been on a few like rules and stuff like that he's like, only been there for like for a few months and um, what happened was, is that they're at the bar, and the Legion are basically, everyone's like, it's like, oh, as Legion of Doom, give Vincent Man the Tower of Doom and everything like that. And everyone's like, do it, do it, do it. And apparently Vince was completely wasted off his ass, like he didn't know what was going on, anything like that. And a couple of the wrestlers were there, and like everyone's like chanting, doing it. And so what happened was... They were like, okay, yeah, yeah, yes, let's do it. And then, like, they did it. And they basically just jokingly did it, like, picked it up. He just basically just, like, tapped him on the shoulder. And he, like, softly fell off it. And, it, and a couple of the wrestlers were behind him, catch him. And everyone clapped and applauded and everything like that. And then Owen came out of nowhere and just shouted at the top of his voice. Like, he said, he just went, boo, the Heart Foundation, can he do it for real? And then, like, Brett heard this from the other side of the bar, and he was, I think it was with Jim, and he just thought, fuck, I've got to get out of there. And um, <laughs> out of nowhere, I think it's like Mark Henry saw him, and he's like, no, 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 you ain't going nowhere. And they went over there. So, Owen had Vince on his shoulders. Uh, so, Brett's on top of the table, and I, I can't remember who, who was what. I, no, no, it was, it was Brett Hart that was holding Vince on his shoulders. Owen's at the top, and Owen went for it. And knocked him out completely <laughs> and fell to the floor. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Oh, God. <laughs> Apparently, he doesn't remember it, which made me laugh. Is that good? I think oh, when that happened, no one was like, shit, I'm so fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so much. And he just joined. The... But yeah, again, there'd be a lot of funny Owen Hart stories. If you speak to anyone about it, he, he, is, well, he was a a comedical prankster like he did shit like that all the time <laughs> uh, I mean he was um again he he was known to play a lot of backstage pranks on the on the wrestlers and the 
The best one I heard was the one yeah. I did on Tugboat. Oh, God, the Tugboat one's another good one. Yeah. Gobelli is like, he, him and Owen just came into reception with Jim, and um, they're waiting to go up and everything like that. And he recognized the guy on the phone he was speaking to. And he basically, what happened was, he took the phone off of the reception guy. He went, no, 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 don't worry, I've got this. I know who this is. And he, went, and he just pretended to be who one of the staff members. He just started going a fat piece of shit and everything like that. <laughs> and saying that he's dumb, he's fake, and everything like that. He said, oh, if you come down here, I can beat the crap out of you. And, and the guy, he gave it back to him. The guy said, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, he's like no, no, don't worry. Just just say it's Owen Hart. You'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> Because it got to the point, he wound up so much when Tugboat was like, that doesn't, I'm coming down there to kick your ass. <laughs> that was a funny one. So, yeah. <laughs> moving on. Moving on, moving on. Um, have you seen the, um, well, DC finally announced their plans for their movie universe. Oh, you mean all their plans up to 2020 and the rock being announced for t- um, this year in 2014. And his film's not coming out until 2019. <laughs> Good planning, DC. Uh, oh, but yeah, have, have you seen what Warner Brothers done to compensate just for this whole occasion? What? <laughs> you know J.K. Rowling's um, released a book which basically was about the world of Harry Potter and the, all the laws and all the... No, that's the one that really pissed me off out of all yeah. of them. Like, I understand all the other DC properties. I'm like, okay, fine, I understand why they why you need to make those, but why the fuck are you making another J.K. Rowling book that was just yeah. one fucking book? Yeah. It's one no, book it's, it's, into three it's one films. book. I don't know why... I don't know why, why, why the fuck is it like three films. Why? Well, like I want to know. Well, if if you if you find it funny that each film's coming out around about the same time with a big DC film coming out, <laughs> I, I, think, I think they're thinking if this film does bad, we have got this film coming out that's going to help make make up the losses. Like I mean, I understand the Lego spinoffs; those are cool. I mean, I'm kind of one. I want to see more Lego stuff, but. Fucking, why is another J.K. Rowling book? There are tons of books that need to be made to I'm, fucking movies, and and they're just sitting on the shelf. I'm still waiting for Skullduggery present to get his book, finally. <laughs> God. Stephen King's The Stand can't make it into pe- in, out of development hell, and this does. Yep. God damn. It was always fun, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking... God, Eyes of the Dragon, that's another good Stephen King book that gets no love and should would make a great movie. Yeah. They don't touch that. <laughs> well, how it goes. How it goes. I think the funniest thing was the Flash news when the, all the people from the TV show, the fans of the TV show, got pissed off. There wasn't there was a different actor, and I'm like, wow, you mean he, you're seriously getting upset over the fact that um, a different actor is going to be playing the Flash in the movie? Wow, you must. Um... That that's just a huge missed opportunity <laughs> from DC. Is that you've got all these TV shows already that already of already thing you already you have already said that Constantine, the Flash. And Green Hour are all connected in the same like little mini universe that they've done up for TV stuff. Why the fuck do you not use that as your stepping point to try to get this animated universe off the ground? 
I'm just saying it, it it's gonna be it could easily be done. It's a very missed opportunity. I'm just glad Smallville didn't make it into any of the movie continuity. That would have pissed me off. <laughs> oh yeah, Smallville didn't end it off well. I thought, I thought the final episode of Smallville was horrible. Did you see how how horrible they did? Like they when oh, they finally the get suit. You, you mean the CGI the what the CGI suit? No, not not the CGI suit. But what suit design is it? It's a fucking shitty one from Superman Returns. <laughs> yeah, they, they probably had that in storage and went, "Yep, there you go." <laughs> There's a connection to the fucking movies. <laughs> God. Fuck Smallville. Smallville was a terrible show. Yeah. Never liked it. Never liked it. Yeah. It had some hit and miss moments. It's like, hey, let's let's make a Superman show, but instead of uh instead of Superman, it's gonna be Clark Kent in his early days, and it's just like it's one long fucking origin story, and oh Jesus! Oh well, he went on for too many seasons. That was the problem. <laughs> hey, that's kind of what I'm, that's kind of what I'm worried about about. Uh, all these other shows, I, I don't really hope that they didn't like. I really hope that these shows don't go past like six or seven seasons, because that would just be uh, that would just be pushing it. To be quite honest, I think the only one that can get away with it is probably gonna be, it's going to be Gotham. That's the only one that can get away with it. And Gotham's doing terribly in the reviews. Ugh, I didn't. Like, fair... I didn't see the real last one. I saw the. Um... Oh, what was the last one I saw? I'm trying to remember. It wasn't the Blue Man one. Oh, no, no, it was the one with, with the people kidnapping all the children. I've only seen the pilot, and I wasn't impressed, to be quite honest. I thought the pilot was kind of meh. I thought it was all right. I, I don't mind it. I, I like Gotham. It's, it's, it's a decent enough show, and it's like a lot of people... The problem is with it, it doesn't got its own footing. Like, it doesn't know what it wants to be 100%. That was the, my main gripe with it. It's like, it doesn't know if it wants to take itself serious, seriously, or if it wants to, um, if it wants to be campy in some places, like the um, Joel Schumacher stuff. Um, I think the thing this needs to be is that if you want to rip off any template, do the Arkham, try to make it feel like Ar- like the Arkham games. No, I think the problem with it was, you know, you take the Batman setting out, it's just a normal cop show. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And I've seen so many of those, I'm like, why is this another cop show? Yeah, well, the... Have, uh, an, have like, interesting ideas, like, do something with them. I've heard the um, Viper episode, which was the last one, was, wasn't that good. Ooh. But yeah, Viper <laughs> had a very, very bad tie-in to it. Apparently, it's supposed... I haven't seen it, but I know Viper's supposed to be a drug, which turns out to be an early version of Venom. I am not shit. I am... Yeah. That's all <laughs> I know about the episode. I don't know what the episode like. I've had not heard a good thing about it. I've heard that so far, that's the weakest episode so far. Again, this is the problem with like having a TV budgeted type show and working with a TV budget. You really can't go all crazy with it, to be quite honest. Yeah, you can't go too crazy with it. But I, I know a lot of people say that the Blue Man episode was a bit stupid. But yet again, it sort of made sense why it was there. I know it was only there for character development, but 
I can understand why it's there was mainly because, let's be honest, it's like the Batman universe, why it is dark and has some serious tones, it has some of the most craziest villains and bad guys that ever turn up in that comic. Oh, yes. <laughs> Even the minus, piece like you had a villain who called the movie blah, the movie buster. <laughs> he got killed in Nightfall. Um, you've got Saz, the guy who does tons and tons of cuts around his head. You've got Mr. Freeze, the guy who got a freeze gun and freezes people. You've got Poison <laughs> Ivy, who can talk to plants and control plants with her powers, and that's very limited. You've got a guy called Bane, who drugs himself on drugs and, like, stomps people to death and breaks backs and is a mastermind. And then the Joker, for peace sake, a killer clown. <laughs> so a lot, of, uh, a lot of people said no it should be dark and serious I'm like I just list off the the rogues gallery you got a guy that's the, the thing it's like you can that's the thing that's the amazing thing about Batman it's like there's a, it's a stupid ass concept don't get me wrong but the writing on some of the graphic novels is so good it's believable yeah like one uh, of my favorite storylines I think was what was it Death of the Family yeah that was an amazing storyline, and for like a fucking killer clown and a guy dressed as a bat, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like even even like even like what was it? Uh, Bruce Timm's uh, animated series, like they got away with a lot of stuff, and you know, it, it's you can do something with this concept. They've done this before. Mm. They've done this before in the comics as well with having, like, Gotham uh, stuff focusing yeah. on the police officers. Yeah. Hell, well, like, it, hell, like, Batgirl alone, it, it, there's an entire subplot with Jim Gordon in that in that yeah. series as well, so the, you can't do this. The, the thing we're going to know about Gotham is that basically a lot of people are going to watch it and think, oh, it's going to go good. No, that's not the case. This is going to be a show where it is going to go to shit. Everything's gonna go to shit. It's gonna just gonna get from bad to worse. Sure, there might be a bittersweet ending at the end when Jim Gordon does become the commissioner, but that's probably it. probably the last thing they should do is when Bruce is old enough and he says, "Fuck it, I'm going off to become Batman." That should be that 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 should be how it ends. Or possibly when you see him says that he comes back like in like eight years time or something like that or however long he goes off to do the training and the final image you see just see him as an adult you don't see him properly but you see the bat suit i think that's how you should end it i think to me the perfect way to end it is just not have batman have like the commissioner go out uh, to an airport and he's like i'm meeting someone and who it is it's bruce wayne that should be the perfect way to end it Mm. like him returning to gotham and having jim pick him up yeah you just know that he's just back from um, training. Yeah. Yeah. Harvey Dent's meant to turn up in at some point. I don't know. I don't oh, know of course he is. Yeah. Well, Scarecrow, Poison Ivy, well, Poison Ivy's already turned up in it. And apparently the Joker's going to be hinted throughout. And the Penguins seem to be like one of the main recurring characters in the show so far. I'm just glad we're getting a Penguin that isn't fucking, what was it? Tim Burton's shitty penguin. I actually like the guy who plays the penguin on the show. He's a lot better than Danny DeVito, I'll tell you that yeah. right now. And also I like the girl I like the girl they got to play um Selena Kyle, the cat. I thought, I think she's quite good. 
Oh, she looks like Selena. Yeah, she does. Like straight out of the comics. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. A lot of people had a go about her saying, oh, why you just call it the cat? Well, two reasons why. You can't call a cat woman because she isn't a woman yet. She's still a young girl. And secondly, as well, a lot of people seem to forget. Apparently, when they first brought her in, I didn't know this until recently, is that she wasn't originally called Catwoman they first brought in. She was just called the cat. Oh, so um, later, late, in later continuity, it was established that and she didn't become Catwoman until she saw Batman. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing to think of that thing, because she turned up, she was in the first ever Batman issue, along with the Joker, and originally she was just, was just a woman called the Cat. Yeah, she was just a cat burglar. Yeah. And then they gave her the whole Catwoman persona later on down, down, down the line. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly. Um, who else? I, again, and again, I like the guy that plays Jim Gordon, Hardy Bullock. They're really good. And even the kid, um, Bruce Wayne, um, he's really good as well. I'm not so sure about Alfred. Alfred's a bit hit and miss. With yeah, that kind of... It, it's just kind of sad because he's played by John Pertwee's son, which is... Oh, Kind of disappointing, yeah. Kind of disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> because I can understand what they're trying to go with. If you want to make that sort of thing... Again, I'm, I know I'm taking fun of the Batman mythology, but it would have been cool if you would have done um, Beware the Batman's Alfred if you're going to go that route. You know? Yeah. That could have worked. <laughs> that could be hell, done a hell of a lot of explaining about why Bruce grows up the way he does. Yeah. There's some there's some reference to him could becoming Batman already. Like, like I think it was like, the bit with Alfred talking to Jim and he basically comes into the room and no one knows he's there and it's just like a jump jump scare sort of thing and Alfred said god damn what did I tell you about sneaking up on people and then the other one was um he's basically I, I think he like he refused to eat his last two dinners or something like that and that's for those that don't know Batman in his mythos he would skip his meals that's the whole thing and that's a recurring thing through most of the Batman media over the years yeah because he doesn't really eat that no. much yeah he doesn't eat that much and yeah, I, I thought that was done quite well. But there's some references which really do bug me. Like, um, you've seen the first episode. Like you just said, you've seen the first episode. Um, it's the bit with Enigma. When he uh, when he's like he's asking like a weird question. And uh, <sighs> and I think Bullock says, like, God damn it, if I want a riddle, I would just ask for one. Get it? Yeah, because he's the Riddler. Oh, <laughs> that was an annoying one. And that kind of pissed me off, because to me, like, Nigma didn't really become the Riddler until, like, he, I think, until Batman, yeah. for me, personally. Yeah. Because, again, part of the mythos of Batman, and I'm sorry, this is for me, this is for me, and I know a lot of people have different opinions on Riddler, for, but for me, he shouldn't really become the Riddler until he meets Batman. Yeah. Because the Riddler's whole stick is that he wants to be smart, prove that he's smarter than Batman. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's his entire shtick. Yeah. Like, you can have him be obsessed with yeah. puzzles, oh, yeah. but, you know, he's not going to give a shit. It's like, oh, I'm smarter than some random police officer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't mind him being there, and I do like the fact that he is in, like, the police department and everything like that. I don't mind that at all. I think that's kind of cool that he's there. He's in the police department, you know? Yeah, but still, it's just kind of like, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, get it? <laughs> yeah, huh, huh, huh. No, I mean, I don't mind it. I think it's kind of cool, but Gotham has its problems, and I hope 
like on down the line they do fix the problems. But at the because it's, it's reminding me so much of Agents of Shield because like when yeah. Agents of Shield first started, the first couple of episodes were just horrible and well, you couldn't um everyone keeps couldn't telling, watch them. Yeah. <laughs> everyone keeps telling me to watch the second season. Apparently, the second season's better than the first, but I can't. I can't bear myself to get get through because this is what people keep telling me. The first half of the first season's not that good. It doesn't get good until the whole subplot with um, Hydra revealing that they controlled Shield from the very beginning. And I think think to myself, well, hang on a minute. If it doesn't get interested until then, what's the point of all the other stuff? You know, because it's cause it starts out so slow. It's like, oh, these are the characters. This is the relationship. This is Coulson. He's going to build them up, and yada yada yada. It's just so slow. Yeah. It it does get interesting around the. Again, I haven't seen it, but the part spoilers. But how they um, revealed how Coulson they brought Coulson back from the dead. I thought that was interesting concept how they did that. But you know, I like I, I said, it's it. it's a it's a like the first half of the season was terrible, and it didn't get decent until like towards the end and. I haven't seen the second season because, like, I, the whole Hydra thing, I'm like, eh. I, it was done better in Captain America than it was on the show, to be quite honest. Because, mm-hmm. again, TV budget. Can't really do much with TV budget. No, you can't, unfortunately. <laughs> sort, of hap- sort of happens. <sighs> yeah, I think that's about it. I really don't have anything else to say. But you haven't been keeping up with all divas. Oh um, no, I haven't. Unfortunately, I've been, no, I've been, I've, seriously, I've been busy with uh, my film stuff or doing stuff for Dynamic. I'm literally. We had a production meeting. For those that don't know, um, I work on a web series called Dynamic, and you can find it on Facebook if you type in Dynamic Web Series, and it's on YouTube if you type type in Dynamic Web Series. We got the first three episodes out. Um, we had a production meeting and. We went over our, like uh, breakdowns for each scene in the film, and we realised we got in the episode. We realised we got forty nine scenes. Um, we got four of them. We got six of them done already, so we got forty four to go. Um, but we realised um, how many shooting days we have to do, and we're just like, oh my god! And then, by the end of it, we had all of the papers on the table in order. But it covered the whole entire table. Oh my god! There's a picture of that on the actual Facebook group. If people are curious to see what that looks like, but my god, it was it was a long night. We spent a couple of hours trying to sort out and what days we put which each scene, and realised um, we had like we have to do like eight shooting days to get everything done. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 just goes into one episode. <laughs> And, and for those who don't know, like, Tom doesn't usually just do this one show. He does, like, um, the comic book cast, and he does, like, the anime thing as well. Do the anime. And he also, and he also does, and he also does, what was it, um, the riff stuff with the, with those other guys. Yeah. So he's kind of a busy dude. <laughs> got the riffs, got the, the anime podcast, got the wrestling podcast, got this podcast, got um, Dynamic. I've got my own, um, I'm free free license um, filmmaker now so I've got my own business on that end so I've got to do any jobs where I get paid in on that job to do any film work and I've got actually I'm going to MCN London Comic Con this week um, the October the October one and they have in each October 
each year. Um, I'm going to that convention. I'm going to be filming on the Friday and the Saturday this weekend, which I'm also going to have to edit that video as well. Any guests there? Oh, I'm Danny Radcliffe on the Friday. <laughs> and I've got, the press, I've got the press passes, so hopefully you can get a, a um, one-on-one interview. Um, well, not a one-on-one, but a um, press conference thing like, like I did with Stan Lee. I know all the... I know... Um, Three of the original Power Ranger cast are going to be there. Um, the Red Ranger, the Blue Ranger, and the Black Ranger, the original ones. And then the second Yellow Ranger is going to be there. And those, those are the Power Rangers they got there for that bit. Um, I'm trying to remember who else was on the guest list because I was actually sent the um, press. You, For anyone who don't know, whoever haven't done press work, but you get like um, documents that get sent to you, like press releases from, from the companies and... You have to read them, read them over to get an idea who these people are before you're going. Because if you don't watch the stuff, but you need you need a basic idea who they are and who they're going to be, you know. Mm-hmm. So I had to be reading up on that, and um, I think some people from Game of Thrones are going to be there again. That's normal. Any comic people? Um, going to be there? Oh yeah, there's going to be, there was always comic people there. Um, hang on, let me actually get the list up. Um, I'm because at the moment I'm just on the page um, when they got the um, all the um, actors and everything like that, which I recognize some of them. Okay, um, you know the woman played um, oh god, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Okay, I, I yeah, I've got the comic thing up, like attendance. Yeah, Comicville. Anyone you recognise? Yeah, I'm probably just going to send you a list because um, <laughs> you're probably, probably going to know these people more than I do. <laughs> you know, post of, it's actually kind of ironic that I do stuff for the comic book cast and I don't know that much about comics. Uh, and, that's, and that's why we don't really discuss comics that much on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Because I do know my insides and outs when it comes to stories, but anything else apart from outside of stories, nope. But yeah, those are all the comic book people who are going to be there. There's quite a big list this year. A lot of people are going to be there. I know um, that guy, Thomas Guy, does the AVS movies, going to be there, and um, Ashens, out the YouTube, out the YouTube stars, are going to be there. Hmm. Uh, you... Like I said, there's quite a few people there, and it's going to be an interesting one. And also, we get this Q jump, but yeah, I'm going on the Friday and the um, Saturday. I remember when I went to um, London, uh, London Film and Comic Con. I managed to got the um, preview for Guardian of the Galaxy. Oh, nice! <laughs> uh, it was only like um, like ten minutes, ten or five minutes or so of like of the film. But it was still pretty cool to see. No, that was a good one. No, not a lot of people I recognize on here. But yeah. again, it's a UK show, so not, they're not going to get like any a lot of mainstream people to show up. So I kind of understand that. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see what they got there on the list and stuff like that. Um, I know where the guy who plays Crichton's going to be there from Red Dwarf. Nice. And <laughs> nice. The female Holly as well. Oh, nice. I know those two are going to be there. I just can't remember who some of the others are off the top of my head. That, that, that's the problem. It really, really bugging me. 
But yeah, um, that's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. So I'm going to MCM London Comic Con. <laughs> for anyone's curious. I'm trying to find like the guest list because it's just. Oh yeah, the all the all the power, all the other Power Rangers that aren't Jason David Frank <laughs> are going to be or Amy Joe. Oh, what's her name? Amy Joe. I can't remember. Amy Joe Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, funny enough, Amy Jo Johnson only just started going to some of the conventions. <laughs> and she, I know she went to one recently, back uh, back back during the summer, with the Blue Power Ranger, um, David um, Joyce, I think his name is. Yeah, David Joyce, yeah. And, um, yeah, she said she was going to it, and then it was coming. Oh, shit. Robin Atkin Downs is going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he again, off the top of my head? He voiced the medic in Team Fortress 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Lauren Bailey's going to be there. Nice. Travis Travis Willingham, the current voice of uh, Knuckles. Yeah, because I remember last year they had uh, Robert Craig Smith, the guy um, promoting Batman um, Arkham Origins. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Wesker's going to be there, DC oh, Douglas. <laughs> oh, that's a funny story about that. That's a funny story about that. Guess what he's going to be there, and guess what he's going to be doing on the panel. What? Reading erotic fan fiction. Oh, you gotta film that shit. You gotta film that erotic shit. novel stuff. Basically gonna be reading there, and he's basically gonna be reading erotic novels. Oh, I wanna see him read that. Uh, uh, as, in his Legion. Al- no, in his Albert <laughs> Wesker voice, apparently. <laughs> I wanna see him read that as Legion as well from Mass Effect. <laughs> Legion does not understand this, this concept. <laughs> Uh, and star of Sharknado 2 as well so there you go (laughs) seriously he's the star of Sharknado no he's in Sharknado 2 oh um what's um now you mentioned that um again apparently it's a crime against humanity if I mention this show to anyone in the nerd culture but apparently I've been watching Big Bang Theory (sighs) oh no no there's a funny joke there was actual funny joke in it for once um, what? There's a bit with um, Penny. I think it was in the last season or something like that, near towards the end of the last season or the beginning of the season. Um, you know the guy that was in Star Trek that was a little kid in the next generation? Yeah. He's on the Big Bang Theory as well, but he plays as in, as himself on, on the show. I, oh, uh, Will Wheaton. Yeah, Will Wheaton. And because um, he couldn't be in the last few episodes of that season or he couldn't be in, in the season fully. What they did was they did were kind of clever. Um, he basically sitting at the bar with with um, Penny and Lennon and stuff like that. And he said, "Well, I got fired from acting job because of you." Blah blah. blah. I stuck up for you. Blah, blah, blah. And he say, and then he just gets a text on his phone. And he went, he's like, "Oh, sweet, my my agent got me a part in Sharknado too." And he literally uses Sharknado <laughs> too, weirdly. As passenger. <laughs> yeah, weird. Very, very weird. It's just stuff like that. It makes me laugh sometimes when they do do stuff like that. <laughs> Apart from that, the only other news I got um, got a Halloween party to go to, and my mates um, trying to design a pyramid head costume. <laughs> That's it. Oh yeah, and uh, Lauren Bailey, the current voice of Blaze the Cat. Oh nice. Fun, fun bit of trivia as well. Lauren Bailey is married to uh, Travis Willingham, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, cool. And it's kind of funny because um, if you played any of the Lego Batman games, Lauren is, vo- is the voice of Wonder Woman and Travis is the voice of Superman. 
<laughs> so there you go. <laughs> That's a cool reference. And there's a joke in that in the third game with them being on a date, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Yeah. That, that Lego film made me laugh. It's like, to the Batmobile. Darn it. It's like, to the invisible jet. Darn it. <laughs> uh, she actually would make a good Wonder Woman if they did a live action version. And she's the current voice of Black Widow on the new Avengers cartoon as well. Oh, cool. That's funny. That and uh, and uh, Travis is the voice of Thor on that show as well. Oh, nice. So, again, a power couple working a lot of cartoons. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> but there you go. I mean, maybe if you can meet if you can meet uh, Travis Willingham, can you ask him, can you be his sidekick? <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Because actually... he's Knuckles, goddammit, and that made me laugh. <laughs> Okay, keep that in mind then. <laughs> Will you be my sidekick? No, Knuckles. No. no. <laughs> I love that. I love that line. I can't wait for Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom looks like it's going to be... It's getting good right up the games, weirdly. But again, I'm not going to trust it until I actually see the full proper reviews in the games about. Oh, well, how are you going to play it? Because you don't own a Wii U, do you? You know you know what's going to happen, right? If it's a good Sonic game, I'm probably going to have to end up getting a Wii U. Oh, God, why? <laughs> well, at least I can say I bought it just for Sonic, just not for Sonic Boom. I could bought it for Smash. I bought it for uh, <laughs> Smash and Mario Kart. At least I say, well, at least I got more than one good game. And that Star Fox thing, if, if it ever, you know. Yeah. And then everyone keeps... <laughs> keep moaning at me, keep saying to me, oh, why don't you um, get, um, why don't you get Highlander, um, what is it, Highlander um, Warriors? And I was just like, oh, God damn it, why? Oh, well, what was it, Hyrule Warriors? That's another one that's like, okay, Nintendo, now you're just running out of ideas. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, I saw that, and I was just like, um, mm. because a lot of people was like to me, oh, no, no, you like the Highlander game? I went, yeah, because the Highlander game's um, I know they're mediocre at best, but they took away some of the features from Highlander Warriors that actually made the game good. Like, there's no talking whatsoever, and it's a bit of a downer when you're playing a game. You just hear, you just see text bottles after text bottles after text bottles, and nothing else. They're like, they're no talking. Because, like, here's the appeal of the, the Dynasty Warriors games the bad voice acting is kind of hilarious in itself. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and the story being so fucking convoluted and stupid, it's just like wow. I don't know what's going on, but I'm liking it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Lubu go crazy. Cannot forget that. <laughs> yeah. God. But uh, last piece of news: Have you seen the new trailer for uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Two? Wait, wait. There's a trailer. Yeah. I knew there was a second game coming out because I've seen the teaser images, but no, I have not seen the trailer. Oh, god damn, it's creepy as fuck. Okay, explain to me, how is it different, or what sense, or is it just... Oh, you can, you can walk around now. Oh. Like you, can walk, you can walk around, and... You see, the, you remember the first room in the, in the first one with the party, party room? They showed a part yeah. in that, but it's a lot, but it's a lot bigger now. So the rooms are a lot oh. bigger, and you can you can go like 360 view now. Also, they showed oh, some of the new. 
They showed some of the new robots as well. They showed new robots the, and... Um, they showed off that there's the new rabbits. Yeah. i got to find this trailer now. <laughs> and and Foxy's new death. They showed Foxy's new death animation at the end. It's fucking creepy, where he just lunges at you. <laughs> they should have kept that a secret. <laughs> they really should have just kept that a secret. To be honest, like just don't show Foxy at all, Cause, because that's how where rabbit people got caught, got caught out in the um. In the first game, because in the promotional stuff and the trailers and stuff like that, they didn't show anything of Foxy. <laughs> oh well. And uh, and also they showed a scene where it's from the point of view of the robots, like from Ooh. the point of view of the robot thing, which makes me believe that there's going to be a stealth sequence where you take like a costume and. Dress yourself up as one to not get killed. That's that's clever. I like that. I hope that's what it what it is because that I saw a screen cap of that and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's an interesting concept. That it shows a it it shows a big it shows a bigger world and it shows like you can move around a lot more in the in the room now, and it shows that there's going to be no doors, so you're going to have to be moving around to not get killed. Oh god! So we like Dark Side. <laughs> oh yeah, I got the trailer in front of me. Oh, they show off. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, oh, who's the rabbit? Bunny. Yeah, Bonnie. Bunny. I just saw the Bonnie. Yeah, I just saw the image of Bonnie with no face. <laughs> Sorry, I just got the trailer up in front of me at the moment. <sighs> <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that at the start of the trailer when he basically just says, Hello, are you hearing this? Well, if you're hearing this, you made a poor <laughs> career choice. <laughs> yeah, because this was a game that wasn't... It was like a small indie game, but it did ridiculously well. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like sequel, and it looks so much better. It looks like what what a sequel should do, which is take the original concept and improve upon it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, seeing all the animals and all the robots. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the new rabbit one. Oh, yes, I see what you mean, 160 degrees. Actually move around, wow. Oh, you've got places to hide as well, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. This is going to be interesting. Because it looks so much better than the first game. <laughs> it's like, I want to play this now, god damn it. Oh, yeah, you can, I, I, I see what you mean, like, you put on the mask. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember they actually said, they said, oh, if you wear the costume, you might be able to get away without getting caught. <laughs> that's interesting, yeah, I'm, that's interesting. I'm actually curious, I'm looking forward to that. I wonder if they're going to have any hidden, um, hidden, uh, mascots in the game like they did because I know they showed off Foxy but do you think they're keeping like a mascot secret from everyone that's going to attack you without you knowing maybe because he was the creepiest part of the should. first one <laughs> yeah I think that what they need to do is just um, have him tucked away have some some creature tucked away somewhere and 
you know, you don't see him until a lot later. I think to me the creepiest part of the first game was like when you're playing it and like I think the third or fourth night, you start hallucinating out of nowhere and it just starts going crazy. That was creepy as fuck. <laughs> but no, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Too. Yeah. Plus the uh, character models look a lot better now as opposed to the first one. Yeah. It it looks good. Like I was, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the first game and sure enough, um, it looked like I'm going to I'm going to enjoy this as well. <laughs> no, I mean, I like it. I mean, it's, it looks a lot better than it fixes some of the complaints I had with the first one, where the first one you're just sitting around doing nothing until, you know, close which door, really. That's, that's all you needed to do, but here it's more of a actual stealth game, which I like. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much all there is for now. And, um,. Yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.